0: Chapter 19 It was all over. I knew I was done for. Nothing in the world could stop the beast Visser 3 had morphed into. He was twenty feet tall, as tall as a telephone pole. He stood on three massive legs, each as big around as a redwood tree. He had a tiny head, not much bigger than a human head. He would have looked funny, except that there was nothing funny about what he was doing. With two long mighty arms, He was casually tearing up the concrete. He slammed his fingers into the cement. He ripped it up in slabs and tossed them over his shoulder. One of the slabs hit a Hork-Bajir and crushed him. I don't think Visser III even noticed or cared. I ran. Crash! One of Visser's huge hands slammed down in front of me. I scampered back and turned. Crash! Another hand, like living rock, slammed in front of me. Even the cat in me knew it was hopeless. Visser-3 glared down at me with tiny bright eyes in that weirdly small head. He reached for me with both hands cupped together, forming a wall around me. CRUNCH! Visser-3 hesitated. I bolted. I leapt to the top of a wall, six feet straight up, and trust me, as scared as I was, I could have jumped even higher. Out of the corner of my eye I saw what had happened. The earth mover had ground forward and slammed into one of the bug fighters. The bug fighter had exploded. Ah! Visser three roared in fury. I did not envy the Horkbagier and Taxons who had let that earth mover get through. I ran along the top of the wall. It was cinder block, full of holes, and only a few inches wide. It was a much tougher challenge than the balance beam in gymnastics but I was running as fast as a very scared kitty can run. I'll kill you all, fools! Visser 3 screamed. I hoped he would just forget about me, but then I heard the thunder of his walk. In two steps, he had caught up to me. His huge hand swept toward me. It was ten feet to the ground, and the ground was covered in rusted, twisted metal. I had no choice. I leapt. The sharp metal was rushing up at me, Visser Three's hand was sweeping toward me. Something sharp bit into my back. The ground was no longer rushing up at me. Instead, I was zooming through the air. Jeez, Rachel. Next time you want to morph into a kitty, pick one that doesn't eat so much. Tobias. I can get you as far as the trees. That's it. Tobias said. I have to morph back. I said. My time is up. We flew toward the trees. Tobias strained to keep us up in the air. I knew he was at his limit of endurance. Drop me, now! We were in the trees. Tobias dropped me. I fell through the air, but my tail pivoted and kept my balance perfect. A tree branch! Slam! My claws dug into the bark. I was already morphing back as I dropped to the ground and landed on soft pine needles. Through the trees I could see the huge beast that was Visser Three rampaging in a fury. The few hork that were left were tossed around like toys. Taxons were crushed under his feet. I think he's mad we got away, Tobias said. Jake? The others? I demanded. Did they make it? They're fine. Jake had to morph back into human shape before going into Tiger Morph, so he didn't have a problem with time. Marco got his feathers a little singed, but he's okay. Cassie too. I collapsed on the ground. I had escaped. I had survived. I knew I should have been glad, but all I felt was tired. Chapter 20 Melissa was at our next gymnastics class. She was still alive, still free. I acted nonchalant as I changed into my leotard and stretched out, but I did watch when she opened her locker and pulled out the envelope. She opened it and read the words I had put there. Melissa, your father loves you more than you will ever know and more than he can ever show you. Signed, Someone Who Knows. I'd printed it out on my word processor, of course, so she wouldn't recognize my handwriting. Maybe it was just my imagination, but she seemed more into the practice that day. After my mom picked me up and drove me home, I hooked up with the others. We hadn't gone together for a couple of days, since the battle at the construction site. I guess I felt like I had some things to think about. How's Melissa? Cassie asked. I shrugged. I left her a note. I told them what it had said. I know it's bad for security, Jake, and Marco, I know that it was sentimental, but I don't care. Chapman gave up everything to save his daughter from being made into a host. I had to do something. Jake nodded. It's okay. Maybe it will help. Cassie smiled at me, telling me she was proud of what I'd done. Marco rolled his eyes, but he didn't say anything. Well, we destroyed a Yurk bug fighter. We made Visser Three nervous, and, and we came out alive. Marco finished. Yeah, that too. Jake agreed with a grin. That's a very important thing to do. Next time we'll, I began. Next time, Marco cried out in mock horror. There will be a next time, Tobias said. There will be a next time until the Andalites return. Hey, Fanoworphs. Daniel here. I am real sorry that this week's episode is so short, but that's it. That's the end of the book. It's over. We did it. We made it to the end of book two. I just did some real bad chapter planning. I thought there was more, and there wasn't. But thank you all for hanging out as we move on into book 3 next starting next week uh same as book 1 i will try to get a supercut of book 2 up probably sometime in the next week or two uh until then we'll just keep on trucking no, no one submitted cool new songs for for what the intro music should be for for season 3 of audio morphs. So now you guys get to listen to my bad taste in music. You brought this on yourselves. If you want to hear more of this podcast, visit audiomorphs.podbean.com. If you have questions or comments like song suggestions, nudge nudge, wink wink, you can send those to audiomorphscast at gmail.com or audiomorphscast.tumblr.com. That's all I have for you, and again, super sorry about the length of this episode. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight.